I'm telling you, it's gonna be like the middle of the night, and I'm gonna wake up with. <laughs> that might need to be the theme song, though, for real. We do we want a theme song? Why not? Hey, we could, I could extra produce that joint up. Yeah. We, we can get we can get an old Steve Harvey show. morning show type joint going. We're just I don't know about that. Why are you listening to an old ass show like Steve Harvey? I used to ride in the metro with my mother that's gonna be the theme song. <laughs> We're just gonna start the show. We're just gonna start the show. The show. <laughs> it's gotta be organic. No, no, I don't like it. You don't like that. I like. We have an opening track. We have a closing track. A a a peanut gallery. We need absolute silence. Everything gets picked up by the mic, so we need y'all to be quiet. Yeah. Oh, you just gonna keep that alive. <laughs> See, you fell right in. You fell right in. That's that's the good shit. No, that's terrible. We're just gonna start the show. We just gonna what is start that nasal thing that y'all both don't know? The <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That's it right there. Oh gosh. Right there. Eleventh we get through it, right? No. Oh. <laughs> no. I'm gonna be quiet. Wasn't Chingy performing like at a buffet in <laughs> Texas? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. You did not say a buffet in Texas. I'm no, I'm telling I'm dead up. Shit. Okay. So what we got right here? The illustrious combo. Illustrious? <laughs> I like it. I like it. By the name STPDSKRT, which is the Smarter Knots and the Owl King Lord with the track entitled 2017 featuring CJ to be hitting all you wise guys so why lie to a small fry who might 
die with all pride and no guts. Don't take sides with no one. I break ties, but old ones. They stay tight and stick close like old gum. Your bitch in the cockpit on my gun, girl. I hit till she conscious that I'm the one. I spit cause I got shit that gotta be done. I spit all of my chips, I gotta be done. This rap shit is more than a habit. I gotta have it and add it to the ways that I'll inhabit. It's happy, life of magic, living lavish with a couple bad bitches. Swim around like some damn goldfish in a lake where you can't go fish it. Timberlake niggas gon' cry rivers cause they don't got it. And oh, then man. life in turban, been in this. Timberlake niggas gon' cry rivers. You like that shit? I do. If you're feeling this bitch, then let me know. Okay. Alrighty. I'm gonna definitely have to give that a, ses- a second listen. Yes. To get through all of the wonderful lyricism that I heard. That was beautiful. And will we be having that link this week, Major? Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> Sweet oh boy. Magnolia. Well, welcome to an episode of Reels and Feels. I'm your host, T. Greasy, with my co-host, Janelle, and our producer extraordinaire, C. Major. What's up, C. Major? Hey, nothing. What's happening with you? I'm chilling. I'm chilling. How you doing, Miss Janelle? I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm doing wonderfully. Oh, boy. Uh, We had a battle. <laughs> Of the Beltway, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, C Major and I are fans of the Redskins, the Washington team, and uh, yeah, Miss Janelle is a fan of the Baltimore team. Yes, we're not fanatics. I guess we just let's just say we like the team. I'm an appreciator of the Baltimore Ravens. Right, right. I don't want to go out all out and be like I'm a fanatic. Like my face is not painted. Right. <laughs> I do not have do a I D, mask? nor do I have a fence. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you yeah, you don't go in war paint. I don't do all of that. Yeah, so we're you know we're we like our teams. Yes, we do. And they went head to head today, mm-hmm. an event that happens every four years, and for a good percentage of that time since the Ravens were in existence, the, they had our number. So yeah, they mm-hmm. uh, pretty much owned our asses. Owned. Hmm. And this week we squeak by with a victory, and we celebrate that today. Yes, as well as my anniversary. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So yeah. I'm very happy about the events of today. How do you feel, Miss Janelle, about your uh, Ravens? I feel like uh, mistakes were made, mm-hmm. and um, and we suffered the consequences of said mistakes. That's very political. And I'm going to move along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what I'm going to do. That's what you're going to okay. do? <laughs> I escaped a wager. Okay. Mm. And <clears throat> it just goes to show me how little this gentleman that I was going to have the wager with mm-hmm. believed in the squad. Mm-hmm. Because when I stated the terms, he got a little shook, I feel like. You know, I feel like he was like, and he's like, you know what? We don't need to do that. We don't need to do all that. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm. And I'm glad because the terms of the wager would have been unfavorable for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So, okay, this sounds like this might have been, yeah, a different type of wager. No, because see, that, if that was it, mm-hmm. then I would have been winning. 
you would win even if you lose. If I, even yeah. if I lose. <laughs> if, it's, if it's a slurpy wager, <laughs> where, wherever it's going, <laughs> I'm winning. So you a hundred dollars? That's you. a bad wager. Right, right. No. That's a good way. <laughs> that was not the that sound was, effect. That app. was crazy is what that was. <laughs> and it happened so fast. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's never what I'm afraid of. The The focus of the game was really about to below average offenses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you looked at everything, if you added up all the numbers for both teams, the Ravens should have won. Well, if you add in the crying Jordan factor okay. of <laughs> the mistakes that were made, right? We we got what we deserve. It it was it was definitely one of those games I went into I was like I had us winning preseason, mm-hmm. but as you know, now that we're week 5 and I've seen the way we perform, I'm like there's no way we've seen be. the sights. Yeah, I'm like yeah. there's no way my prediction was wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no way and then we wound up with a victory. So I'm very happy it was one that surprised me and I'm glad that we were able to go home. Like I I don't like cats who jump out the window with shit like this though. Cuz I got a homie who hit me up like so can we just say that my squad is the better squad? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's let's relax. First of all, no. it's week 5. No. We both both teams are 3 and 2. So let's yeah. everybody just and you know what I feel like actually I feel like both squads are probably about equal footing right now. Right. Um, I would applaud that. You, I would applaud the front office of the of the Ravens because they have a little bit more uh, experience putting together a team that can go win a Super Bowl recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right now it's just probably um, I believe you guys are in the building we're, stages we're trying. And, and trying to put together. Uh, a good offensive, uh, yeah. ho- uh, I don't even know what to say, a backup gun. It seems like Flacco is good, but he needs a little bit more by way of talent to assist him. And what I mean by that is, like, maybe some of the wide receivers need a little boost or there may need to be a change. Yeah, that receiving That's, core is nowhere near the same. Yeah, it's not the same. What was that, 2012? 13? 2013. Uh, hell, fuck it. <laughs> I'm, now I'm just saying numbers. Right? But, uh, 45? Yeah. I was just going with it There's some adjustments we need to make. But I'm actually, I'm actually good with where we are right now because based on how the season looked last year, it could have been really shitty. Mm-hmm. In week five, we could be in a really bad place. We're second in our division, and we we three and two, man. Kudos to you all for the victory. Right. And I I'd feel I'd feel good if we moved on. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. that's good. That's fair enough. That's yeah. that's very fair. So Kanye West and um, Kim Kardashian were in France. Yes, uh, Kanye was performing. Mm-hmm. And he cut the concert short to go uh, assist his wife as his wife was being robbed of ten million, ten or eleven million dollars worth of mm-hmm. jewelry. Yes. Um, Kanye got a lot of criticism on the tweeters from French fans saying that you know he didn't have to leave early. You know, why did you leave the gig early? I think that's a little 
harsh, maybe? I'm not I'm not one that would tweet, but I understand where they're coming from. <laughs> because I'm like, Kanye, you're not a crime fighter. Right. Your bitch ain't dead. If she were dead, she's not gonna be no more dead after you finish after you hit my cut. After you hit my song, <laughs> she's not gonna be no more dead. Wait a minute. You're dude. not gonna you're not an investigator. No, but matter of fact, that's his wife. Like hey. he wants to make sure that she's fine okay. emotionally. So you run backstage, baby. You alright? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I call her on Facetime, and then you be like, "All right, well, I'm gonna do this because Janelle really wants to hear heard him say." And so you, yeah, then I'm and a, I'm gonna do in that. Paris, so I gotta do. I niggas gotta in do Paris. niggas in Paris, and then I'll come and get with you. But what I'm just and, saying, and I, I if I'm Kim, I'm like, no, do two more shows because I just lost ten million dollars worth of jewelry. Well. <laughs> The prob- the problem is that we have book up two more nights at Elise Mama no, and no. get that money. <laughs> I don't think she's thinking about that at the moment right she's, after she's getting she's robbed. She's gotten robbed and I don't think get the, get your trauma on back home because your 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 therapist is here, your insurance card is here. Oh. Get your trauma on when you get back. But know? we just lost 10 milli. Go out there and put in some work. You forget I'm about who we talking to. Does not compute. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> you're right. So you wouldn't leave what you're doing to go check on your significant other in the after you hear that they've been robbed. I'm thinking to myself, do I have superhuman strength? <laughs> no. Am I going to take away what has occurred? No. Am I going to solve the mystery? No. What can I do? Be I'm supportive. gonna finish doing this accounting <laughs> and then I'm gonna go and be and rub your back. But you Because you're not gonna be no more robbed when I get off of work. The problem then is Then we got the mini then we got the little conservative coming in here. And just all for it. Because she understands what's going Neither on. Neither one of y'all have souls. Right. <laughs> Both of y'all don't have souls. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You 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 care about somebody. I they do. Get, they get robbed. I'm gonna be like, damn, I'm stop, baby. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop Still what I'm doing. Still gotta file this report. <laughs> you gotta do this. Uh, you guys are crazy. You guys are crazy. That's Why is that crazy? That's nuts. Why That's is that crazy. nuts? It's just being emotionally supportive and loving to the person that you. Okay, I'm going to say, look, we have the rest of our lives to emote about this robbery. <laughs> I'm not dead. You're not about to solve the crime. Go the fuck back on stage. I need you on. I'm going to I'm going to animate the fuck out of it. I need you on that stage tonight. <laughs> I need you giving these motherfucking Parisian fans what the fuck they want because we just lost 10 milli. The camera's not rolling. The show is, is stalled. We need to get this dough. That's crazy. I'll deal with my PTSD when we get the fuck home and I can talk to Dr. Schwartz and we good. <laughs> All right. Uh, Why are y'all looking at me like that? I, I just, I, I don't agree with that. If anybody feels me, if anybody feels me, feel free to comment. Because I'm saying this. You can love me. Like, people, I, I tell people, I have a rule. You know my rule on the phone. Don't call me before 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. I get people... What the fuck you mean? What if somebody died? You're not going to be no more dead at 9 o'clock than you were at 7, right? What am I going to do? I'm not a healer. I'm not the golden child. I'm not going to touch your toe when the sun ray hits and bring you back to life. I'm going to be like, damn, <laughs> you dead. And I'm going to go and do what I'm going to do. Like, what the fuck? 
It's just being sensitive to what they need. Come cry time. next to me. So we both be crying and not making no money. I don't need you to, you don't need to cry. It's just about being Come here, here and, and, and pace and look nuts while we not getting money. Hit that effect again. <laughs> Does that's not what compute. That's what we're hearing. The robot is talking. Goodness gracious. I don't even have talking. words. See, Major, what are you doing for your bitch when she gets robbed? I'm there. Doing Just what? Just my presence there, comf- comforting her. What, 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 what's happening? What went wrong? I got robbed. <laughs> now that we're done, now that the list is finished, why aren't you on stage? <laughs> <laughs> That's a rude then, <laughs> But look, if my shorty break it to at the first time, say we get robbed, she get robbed. <laughs> I, I, I get cut robbed. the short. I cut the show short. And she be like, yeah. Nigga, I got robbed. You saw it on Twitter. They told you. All right, I need you to get back on stage. <laughs> then I'm fuck it. That's what it is. Right. That's but what it is. But the first time. But the first time, I'm there just out of strict support. I'm, 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 I'm worried. I don't know what happened. So you need to look at me to be worried. Yeah, because what if you don't know what you, you don't know worried what, while you performing Otis. But you don't know what story Kanye Otis. got. You don't know what story Kanye right, that got. That could have brought up been so many. La- it could have been uh, such a lack of communication. He could have just been like, yeah. Kim had a gun in her face, B. It's just you don't know what, what that happened. Trigger is. Yeah, I don't okay, know. Kim had a gun in your face. What are you gonna? What about? He has to ask himself. What am I gonna do? My name is Kanye. It's not Luke fucking Cage. I think Kanye I'm not gonna strapped. help. First it's, and foremost, Kanye got guns. Why he ain't leave one with his bitch? So she <laughs> <laughs> then I'd be mad. No, don't let my dude have fucking guns, and I'm getting strapped up and and gagged and shit. Okay, okay. but that's what. Okay. Okay. I'm mad at the security team at that. No, but uh, I'm I I honestly How the fuck she get locked in the bathroom? I'm hard, I'm hard, like I was just about to say, I'm hard pressed to believe everything that was said to us about this story. I, I don't tried know for 40 you, minutes to lock myself in my bathroom. It, it wasn't happening. Work. Well, cuz you lock it from the inside. <laughs> exactly. So it doesn't make sense that she was locked in the bathroom. It doesn't make sense that somebody like and I asked you. I've never been in Europe. You've been in. You, you've lived in Europe. Yeah. They do, do the, the bathrooms. Are the bathrooms opposite there? No. Do they, they do the chair? The Did they do the chair under the doorknob? <laughs> Come on, B. <laughs> I have a hard time believing that. And hey, then man. I have a hard time if this is one of those hotels that is supposed to like not have a name. They whisk you in through the back door. It looks very modest from the outside, but it's extremely extravagant on the inside. I know about two or three of those places that exist in D.C. That you're not getting in there without somebody knowing, without somebody knowing. You don't get, you don't get to even, you don't even get like you know how most hotels. You could walk into a hotel. You could walk into a Four Seasons tonight. You could walk into a Ritz Carlton, a W, whatever. You could walk into, you could walk into the Hamilton, in D.C. Go to the front door and ask them about any specials they have or what their going rate is. Mm-hmm. These type of hotels, the hotel that she stayed in, mm-hmm. they, no. They don't, you don't get to just you. walk in. No. Either you know and, why and they, you're a client or you don't know and we don't need you here. And why they know what room she was in? I can't go to the six and get them to tell me what room somebody's in. That is true. I mean, did you bring drugs to with you to the six? <laughs> you might be able to get somebody to tell yeah, you. Yeah, somebody might you tell know, you. No, I, I can't get anybody to give me the sour diesel. So, no, I didn't have drugs. You want the sour diesel? I don't want the sour diesel. You want the sour D. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I don't want the sour D. You gotta no. say it like that. It oh, sounds good. 
disgusting. Uh, so do you believe the story? Um, I don't have enough information. That's where I'll leave That's it. a political answer. It's political as fuck. C major. Same here. I just saw it when I was waiting in the doctor's office. I was like, this is ridiculous, and my back hurts. So oh, okay. I, I really well, can't focus on it. Um, How you feel about it, Grief? The whole being locked in the bathroom thing throws me for a loop. Red flag? Red flag, but I'm going to say that if it did happen, I am very, very um, sympathetic to the family because... And supportive of Kanye's decision to cut the show. Fuck that. Fuck Kanye. Yeah, I definitely understand that as well. I mean, there's a sense, there's a feeling... Was she 16% less robbed when he went and cut the show And he may offer some type of moral and emotional support to help her... Was she like back on her way? Oh, I'm refreshed. I feel a lot less robbed now that you're here, not getting money. She feels comfortable and safe with her husband there, the father of her children. And she, you know, with his, she was still (laughs) robbed though, right? With with she was still gagged and bound. Does not compute. Okay. All right, let's move on. Okay. Let's move the fuck on. So the debate is going on tonight. Yeah. Uh, you taking a look at it? I don't give a fuck. You're done with it? I'm done with it. Because the thing, I, I think, I feel like debates are for people who are undecided. If you're undecided right now, I don't know. I don't know what else you need to hear. I don't know what Trump is going to tell you past him saying, I sexually assault women at will because I'm a star. Because fuck that. It, because if, you, if you're still here, that means that the, the bigotry... The the xenophobia, the misogyny, none of that. You ain't gonna fuck about none of that. that. You just like you you're you still sitting in the you crowd. You still like, in mm. there, like right. mm, <laughs> maybe I can. Now, if grabbing in the pussy don't do it for you, then you you all in. You've decided because now if you if you want to hear something about his policy after you hear that he grabs bitches by the pussy, then you, you <laughs> I, I I don't know. I what to will tell you. say I was a firm supporter of that. Um, the ideology during <laughs> my, my younger years. You, you you like pussy grabbing science. That's what you like. You, you if I was voting between the ages of say twelve to fifteen, <laughs> I would have got this man in office. Cause you and a legion of kids would be like, hey man, hey, you just go and grab pussy, grab pussy good. like like us, b. That's disheartening. And I've grown. <laughs> Have you? God. Have you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, but for months, people have been calling him the groper, and nobody cared <laughs> yeah, until true. they heard him say it from his own well, mouth. People need proof, man. Okay. People need proof. People need that audio. They want tape. Mm-hmm. They need receipts. Bamas need receipts I now more than ever. I get it. And it, it's one of those things where, you know, a story will release, and, you know, the the mouth breather, breathers of the world will just run with it, mm-hmm. and then there's more diligent thinkers that'll sit and say, "Okay, I don't see this anywhere else. Let me check this source mm-hmm. or that source, mm-hmm. and do a little bit more research before I repost it and say this is what it is." Mm-hmm. It's a little it, the the. It, <sighs> he stated that he well, we know how he feels about stop and frisk. He stated that he still believes that the Central Park Five should have been executed. Even though DNA exonerated each and every one of those brothers. Like, this cat, like, if, if there's something he can tell you, if his foreign policy makes you nut like that hard, 
and you're like, yeah, I need him to be the president, even though he's from hell, that's what then the, that's, that's fine. That's funny, because that's all cats be bringing up. Well, this foreign policy was actually kind of dope. That's all they have left. That's all they have I was like, what about home? What? No. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> we living. We're now, baby. Yeah, like. All, all they have left is, is, is a foreign policy that most people... It, you know, it's simple enough so a lot of people can understand Exactly, because we uh, all come up with that shit. Because we're so fed up with the bullshit. Yeah. But either way, like, <laughs> if you were a supporter and then you, you, you've you been turned off, if you are a Republican, that's fine. But please take heed to the people who are defending this shit. Please take heed to the people who are still defending him tooth and nail with all of his fuckery. If you've jumped ship, if you're like, fuck that, I'm going to vote Hillary. I'm going to vote. I'm going to write in Santa Claus. Whatever you decide you're going to do, but you're deciding that you're not fucking with Trump, please take heed to all of the motherfuckers in the Senate, in the House, all of the local people, all the governors who are who are supporting this motherfucker publicly, and please get them the fuck up out of here. Please. Please take names. Please pay attention to the motherfuckers who are like, well, you know, it was just locker room guy talk and banter. And... No, fuck that. He's talking about not having a problem with openly sexually assaulting women that he finds attractive because he feels like he can because he's a star. If you don't fuck with that and you have somebody in your state that's saying, well, you know, he could. No, fuck that. Fuck them. And please go vote them the fuck up out of there. There are a lot of uh, Republicans retracting their endorsement of him. Right. Uh, you saw who the fuck he was and even that man fuck that because you heard him when he was talking about he didn't want Muslims in this country you heard him when he was talking about Mexicans are rapists and thieves you heard that shit fuck you too if if, if this week is the week that you were fed up with Trump you can eat a dick man get get them motherfuckers names and get them the fuck up out of here I'm just I'm saying Uh, uh, hey I agree 100% a hundred percent. One of the things that was um, brought up, uh, I saw on my timeline, uh, was a message to Billy Bush. That motherfucker. Who seemed to be, you know, the way, when this audio was released, he seemed to be uh, just kind of a standards by just having this lighthearted conversation with Donald Trump. And Donald Trump was receiving most of the focus for saying the these egregious things, mm-hmm. these these. You know, Billy was down, but just like that, Billy was down when Ryan Lochte was on his fuck shit. Absolutely, fuck Billy Bush, man. I'm sorry. You Do was you talking. think? No, I was just saying. A lot of the attention and a lot of the focus has been on Donald and what he said, but not a lot of the focus has been on uh, Billy. His office should be clean right now. Complicity with what the dis- with the discussion there. Right, like he didn't. He was giggling like he. <laughs> I want to grab pussies too. Right. <laughs> you know, if it, I have heard of nervous laughter, like if he was nervous, like I can't believe he just said that. <laughs> Wait a minute, your face. I'm just saying, your face that didn't been, read the yo, situation at all. Yo. <laughs> you don't think that might have been, you know? It's a good possibility, and it's a good possibility that, that the in the inner dwellings of his male mind, he's probably just ah, I grabbed a bitch by the pussy. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I'm not using that as a way to excuse his behavior and him being, you know, not, not basically not standing up to Donald and what he was mm-hmm. saying. But 
I just feel like I know I sometimes nervously laugh when I hear something that's like, uh, okay, well, uh, changing the subject type thing. <laughs> Moving right along. Yeah. From sexual assault. So yeah. I don't I don't think we can like I mean, I do believe that Billy should be held accountable for his part in the conversation and that doesn't seem to be happening. I feel like Billy been showing us who he is. He cuz he's endorsed fuck shit since since 05. And I, never mind. I can't. Well, okay, I'm feeling I'm feeling some type of way. I saw Birth of a Nation. Uh-oh. Mm. Never mind, I'm not even going to... No, let's, let's go into a brief conversation about that because we, you and I talked and, and I told you that given the amount of trauma um, that I've witnessed over the past year and a half, mm-hmm. poss- you know, two years really, mm-hmm. that I probably don't need to subject myself to that movie right now. <sighs> yeah, because I don't know if I... And it's not about not supporting a black film or... Uh, a film that I will support it at some point. I just can't watch it right now. Right, right. I think I appreciate that you're not putting the burden of collecting bail money on Gerasmo, myself, C Major. No, mm-hmm. because I think it would drive you to an, another level. Right. Um. We. I know that there are people who feel like they they won't support the film because of the situation that that Nate Parker was dealing with, as far as. His his sexual assault charge in ninety five or what what year was that? I don't know. Oh, something like that. Um, aside from that, I made a decision in regards to that, um, and and I'm fine with it. But I saw the film. Um, couple things like people will will argue the historical accuracy or inaccuracy per se with the film. Um, it's based on a true story. So based on a true story means that there's going to be some things, some adjustments made. It's not Still a documentary. Yeah, it's Hollywood. Um, and I hope that if you do decide to look at the film, that you delve deeper into Nat Turner's story. <clears throat> um, it's one that's definitely worth telling, worth being told. And part of the treatment of Nat Turner and his body after he was hanged um, was to to pretty much erase him from history. And what I do appreciate is that he has not been erased. His movement was not erased. Um, The movie showed some very graphic depictions of the treatment of slaves. Um, The movie made it very clear that, like, if you felt like one one slave master was, quote-unquote, better or kinder than another... It, it really showed that there is there's no benevolence in the ownership of another person. There's no such thing as an all right slave master. Right, right. Um and you get that in a lot of the other movies that yeah, I've come Yeah. Yeah. Period pieces are quick to, to, to make the white savior not be so bad or he he had the happy slaves right, of the bunch. Right. And, no, fuck all of that. Um it was a lot to deal with as far as the impact that slavery has still in 2016 in the behavior of of black people in America. Um, so it's an easy way to, like, if you're watching a the movie, there's you can like easily... direct correlations right. to shit that's going on right now. And it's a lot to deal with as far as faith and religion are concerned. Would you consider these things triggering? They could people? be. They I mean, could be. Because that's my fear is that, you know, I'll watch this and something will trigger. 
an emotion and I'll, I'll spend the next three or four days trying to decompress and it's a lot of it's a lot of things that can trigger um feelings because there's so many things you can relate to right now mm-hmm. it's a lot of things that will spark questions um the the faith piece i think was important um and any questions that might come about for that which you know, might solidify a person in their faith, might make a person question the manner in which they they worship or things right. of that nature. I think all of that stuff is good. I think as long as we're questioning and learning and growing, there, there's that's only positive. Um, but it was a lot to deal with with that movie. Um, and I think that it was very much worth seeing. So if you have, have made a decision as far as your feelings in regards to the person that Nate Parker is um, versus the work, and you've decided that you will see it, I feel like you won't be disappointed. Okay. I've seen nothing but uh, positive reviews besides, you know, one professional critique uh, that came out before the movie was released. All of the friends on my timeline and if social media that have gone to see the movie had nothing but wonderful things to say about it. Mm-hmm. Um they have all expressed that it is a triggering movie um, and that you need to be in the right frame of mind mm-hmm. to to watch that and continue with your day. Yeah. And I know right now in, in the space that I'm in, I can't continue with my day gotcha. after watching something like that. So I, I, I probably, it, it probably, I don't know when, though. Mm-hmm. I have no idea when. Understood. C Major, you have any interest in seeing it? Um, I do. But then I don't. But then I do again. I think I'm. It's just gonna be one of those movies. I, I, as I've gotten older, and I've realized that I'm lonely. <laughs> <laughs> I've um. I've been taking random trips to the movie theaters by myself, mm-hmm. and just just going to see what's available when I go in. And I think that might be one of my trips. Okay. 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 And this is to any of the listeners if you want to join me. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Are you are you, Wait, are you, are you using a date? The, are you using this to get a date? Yo, that's some good shit. I don't know why I haven't done that. Hey, what the fuck, C Major? Um, oh, so you fuck with it. I'm fucking with that. Okay. We Hey man. <laughs> we should set up little profiles and shit and see. We should uh, what the hey, fuck man. is going on around huh? here? What? What are y'all doing? Nothing. You married up and shit, man. Shut up. Let us let us cook. You can follow me on Christian Mingle. <laughs> I hate C you. Major. I hate you for that C one. C Major. Don't even, don't throw even that play. Don't ever play your In a prayer circle. <laughs> <laughs> Not throw that thing in a prayer in a circle. In a prayer circle. Uh, yeah. Boy. Boy. So this week's touchy subject. The touchy subject. Uh, C Major brought it to us. He again. did. That's two weeks in a row. But he's out of control. Our minds were in sync. Yes. Because I was thinking the same thing. Something something else happened this week. Something did happen this week that was powerful that I was very, very moved by. I was proud and disheartened at the same time. I'm going to let C Major. Yeah, C Major introduce the. So, um. Touchy subject. Okay. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
recently, well, basically, a little backstory on this person's importance to me and my generation. Okay. Um, Kid Cudi, um, I guess we could call him a hip-hop artist. We can call him a pop artist. We mm-hmm. can call him an R&B artist. We can call him an alternative rock artist. Um, he's been that voice for the unheard. For Gosh, my your generation. beard is very heard right now. <laughs> <laughs> your beard is so heard. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was vigorously scratching my beard <laughs> while talking. But um, he's essentially been the voice for the unheard. The, the quote-unquote unpopular kid. The emo kid. The essentially, the, the, the person he's always been. The depressed person who feels as though he has no one to talk to. He's been that voice for them. And uh, he recently announced on social media that he was uh, checking in rehab to deal with his depression and anxiety. And he uh, felt the need to um, apologize to his fans. And it it just, it kind of hit me because it's like, it's that stigma that we have on mental illness. Mm-hmm. And specifically in the black community. Yes. Because it's something that's often overlooked. Yes. And often ridiculed at times. Yes. And I just figured we'd go ahead and just say a few pieces on that. Can I can I speak to something that, that moved me immediately when I when I read when I read his statement? I was impressed at the fact that he said he was going into rehab for depression and anxiety. We often hear about people going to rehab and they're addressing a substance. Mm-hmm. The substance is never the issue. I, I appreciated that he understood what was the underlying reason that he, because he's spoken before on, on the fact that he, yeah. that he has a substance abuse issue. He took it to the root of the problem and I appreciated that. My heart literally hurt that he felt the need to apologize for his own self-care. My heart hurt at the fact that he appeared to be ashamed. Oh no, he said he was ashamed. Yeah, he said he's so ashamed. It's time that, to fix me. That that he was going through this. None of this is your fault. Fo- like, like for people to feel like having to address their mental health is something to be ashamed of is 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 very bothersome. Nobody says, I'm so ashamed that my appendix burst and I had to go get that surgery. I'm so ashamed that I had to get my back worked on. I'm so ashamed that I had to get my my splint on 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 my arm for breaking it. Like you shouldn't have to feel like that. And and what he's dealing with is 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 like CJ said, like this is a cultural thing. This is it's a stigma all over, but in 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 the black community, the the stigma is so strong and and the 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 covering is so strong. We'll, well call it everything but what it is. Well, I mean, you have uh it kind of goes back to, you know, people feeling very narcissistic about the creation of their children and that people don't believe that they created something that's less than at least what they are right so I can't believe that the genetics for me well you're fucked up too though and the genetics (laughs) (laughs) 
Like that's the part that people be missing. Yeah. I know, but I, I see, I see what you're saying. <laughs> but the point is, I created. I was able to maneuver through world this world without having to check myself into some type of facility or deal with my emotions. Dad beat the emotions out of me. We don't. <laughs> that's a problem. <laughs> that's what's wrong with these young folks. Is ain't had nobody beat that beat. shit out. Yeah, no, I ain't had no ADHD. My, my parents beat had a belt. Them. Right. So that's the issue. I mean, you're dealing with parents who feel like that. And so in the, in the instance where, you know, they project all of these things that you're supposed to be and he probably feels a lot of that guilt and is now reflecting that onto uh, his fans and the people who he considers close friends and family like he's ashamed because he felt like part of his letter was he felt like he was living a lie mm-hmm. like here he is you know walking around and the image is he's got it all together and then he really doesn't mm-hmm. and it's one of the things that I think people often forget that we understand that you're human. Mm-hmm. Most of us do anyway. I mean, some kids don't know, but most of us understand that you're human and you're going to make mistakes. And I think the fear is for him is, you know, I have little ones looking up to me and I've, you know, consider also it's considered a weakness. Like, you know, you're ill, you're sick, you're weak in this area. And, that, and people feel ashamed of being weak. I, I dig that. I also think that, like, if you're inflicting trauma, like, to go back to the parent thing, you know, if you're inflicting trauma onto your kids, well, never mind, because you would have to understand that you're inflicting trauma That's, on your I kids. I was about to say, don't, don't go there. <laughs> yeah, and, and, like, you're unpacking your baggage and stuffing the duffel on your kids you might want to address that as well. Like, there's absolutely nothing wrong with going in and just getting a check on that. Like, if you got insurance, like, go go get that preventive maintenance on your mental health. Go see a therapist and 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 talk some things out. If if nothing else, there's something on your mind. There's a question that you might have about yourself, about your well being, um, and 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 start there because. Broken people are having kids and, and making broken kids and, and then telling them, no, you're not really broken. Right. I'm all right. No, no, the fuck you're not. Like, right. that. But what do you do if somebody wallows in a depression and doesn't feel the need to do anything about it? That's something that I have a difficult time with because you you are the key to your own recovery in the sense that you have to take that first step to get help. Right. Um, I feel like that's a process. I feel like that's a journey because part of depression, especially if you're dealing with depression, um, you know, and I and there's there's a plethora of things: bipolar disorder, borderline personality disorder. Like it's a lot of things going on. But if we speaking towards depression, which which Kid Cudi spoke to in particular. It's tough sometimes to just get out of bed. It's tough to to take that first step. It's tough to to make that phone call. Mm -hmm. So awareness is key, but once you're aware, it's a struggle to make those moves to get that help. And it's hard to get support 
Because if you're telling people, I know that I'm depressed. And then they're they're like, okay, so now now what? Now do something. Mm-hmm. Make that appointment. But part of it is for some people it, it's paralysis. Like you 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 can't make any moves. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it looks like that person is wallowing in it and 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 uh, and appreciating just being able to say I'm depressed and just sit there. Right. But I think a lot of it that gets ignored is that they don't have the ability, you know, I, and I go back to like physical ailments. It's like your leg is broken. Okay, well walk over to <laughs> you know, walk over there and tell the triage nurse what's going on. I can't. You know what I mean? Sometimes I can't get out of bed. Sometimes I can't deal with people. And then those moments where I do get those bursts, this is when I'm going to take a shower. This is when I'm going to eat something. Mm-hmm. This is when I'm going to finally call my mom. And then it gets pushed along, you know, and I haven't made that call to get help. It's many people who know, oh, I need help. But then you want to, you don't take the next step. It's many people who, while they're brushing their teeth in the morning, know they got cavities, but they're not going to make that call to the dentist to get those fillings. You know what I mean? Right. And it's, it's, it's a similar thing. Like, but it's also hard on the people around you, and you feel like you're letting them down because you're saying, you're able to say to them, I have depression. And now they're saying, well, what the fuck are you about to do about it? Mm-hmm. And then you're, you're coupling that with, damn, I've got this depression. I'm letting them down. They don't want to deal with me. They don't want to fuck with me. And the cycle keeps going. I was about to say you bring it on back around. Mm-hmm. Um, part of the um, projection that, or I don't know, what part of what Kid Cudi is feeling is I feel like a lot of uh, famous people who are in this type of mind state often feel, I recall, the letter that uh, Robin Williams' wife wrote, mm. and it brought to light a lot of things that we didn't know about Robin. I mean, we just know a caricature, a caricature, and in Kid Cudi's face, out uh, in Kid Cudi's, uh, fuck, in Kid Cudi's case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, in Kid Cudi's case, we're looking at. <laughs> We're looking at the same type of thing. Like most people see him as a rap star, mm-hmm. or you know, the 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 friend of a friend on a rom com, mm-hmm. or whatever he's been on lately, and go from there and determine that he's living a life mm-hmm. that he's, you know, you should be fine. Yeah, you should be fine. If I had that kind of money, I wouldn't be. Oh no. boy, it has nothing to do with money. It has nothing to do with your stature in life. It has nothing to do with success. Even, I mean, to a certain degree, sometimes I must it interject. You. If I get that amount of money, I'm going to pay someone to surgically remove all emotions and feelings out of well, my body. God damn it. <sighs> so you're going to be see, you're, not, you're really not good at this single thing right now. Are, are you okay? No. <laughs> 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 this major has been a little bit dark lately. It, it's been tough. Uh, eh. I just get number each and every relationship. Oh boy! Oh boy! We'll just gets colder. Okay, we got next episode. Oh, we got the next subject. subject. God. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> but back to mental health. Um, what can we do as a community to bring it to the attention to more people and to transform the perception of it? Because it seems like 
the black community in particular and a lot of minority communities perceive this as a serious deficiency of your being a person. We've got to be conscious. We've got to be conscious in our speech and the way that we, like, because we, we're not going to get into how we deal with it until we get into how we talk about it. I hear and see a plethora of people happily touting, oh, I'm crazy. Oh, I need a crazy dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need a crazy chick. Mm-hmm. I, let, let's, let's dead all of that. Because first of all, that shit is not funny. And the term crazy is, is rarely appropriate for, what, for what's going on. People are imbalanced. People are in pain. People have issues that they haven't worked out. People are traumatized. People are dealing with PTSD. Mm-hmm. People are dealing with bipolar disorder. People are dealing with clinical issues. And we're running around talking about, oh, so-and-so touched. Oh, you know so-and-so ain't right. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and we're just dismissing it as that. Yeah. If you feel like a person in your life, if it's your child, if it's somebody who, whose who's health care you are in control of, if your child is reaching out to you and you don't know what to do and you don't know how to help them and you can't talk to them in a way that makes them seem like they're, they're getting better, in a sense, if they're emotionally scattered, you know what I mean? Schedule that therapy appointment. Mm-hmm. Get, help them get better. If you're an adult and you know in hindsight, even, my response to that particular situation wasn't the most rational. Or if you can't even discern what's rational and irrational, if you can say, I keep responding like this and I don't get the right result. Mm-hmm. I keep doing A with this intent and then B keeps happening and it's not working out for me. Think about your situation in a real way. Don't dismiss it as, oh, I'm just, oh, I'm crazy. Oh, I'm antisocial. Or I have, I hear people all the time, oh, I have anxiety. That's not to be played with. If you really do have anxiety, see somebody about that shit. I'm a person who, who legitimately had anxiety. And I was a victim of, you get, you get hold of a term and you grab it and you say, oh, yeah, I got OCD. No, I found out. Through sitting on somebody's couch. No, Janelle, you don't have OCD because you don't obsess. Mm -hmm. I'll have compulsions. I do not obsess. So I don't qualify for obsessive compulsive disorder. But I did have anxiety. And the way that I dealt with my anxiety was having an irrational need to have order. I needed order with shit that wasn't mine. I would be in a grocery store, and you know that little wall of... You doing the courtesy clerk I'm, job? I'm doing the courtesy clerk's <laughs> fucking job. I'm sitting there, and I'm like, oh, well, if all of these racks are for Outback Steakhouse gift cards, and there's six on this one and only two on these, I got to even this up. Oh, wow. I was like that. Like, you worked with me at a time where I worked in the school system. And my desk was meticulous. Yeah. People walking around were like, that Janelle, she's so neat. She's just a really organized person. That shit was for my sanity. I wasn't in my, in my, in my desk for like two days and a substitute had come through. And my fucking highlighters weren't the way that I left them. And I had oh, a God. fit. I had a meltdown. Like I had a fucking fit. 
And I said to myself, this, this, it, I got to work at 8 a.m. It's 12.30, and I'm thinking about highlighters. That's a problem. Right. I need to get to the root of this. I came to understand that my anxiety was a need for control. I came to understand the things that happened in my youth that I didn't have control of, that I felt like I needed to make up for. I came to learn so many things about myself so that as an adult, I could stop doing the things that were hindering my day-to-day. Am I still very organized? Yes. Do I understand that it's a coping mechanism? Yes. Do I understand that where some people, if their room is in disarray, it means that they're, they're kind of scattered? Sometimes that's me just telling myself, Jay, let it go. Mm. Sometimes I have to actively say, I'm not going to make up my bed or I'm not going to put that pillow precisely in the same spot that I always do. Like I have to work on that, but I know to work on that because I took the time to go and sit on somebody's couch. I didn't have to get medicated. I didn't have to go and spend no time in a hospital. There's nothing wrong for people who have to do that. But I wouldn't have ever known. I wouldn't have known that I didn't need those things, those measures, if I didn't go and talk to a professional. You know what I mean? So I wasn't one of the people who just walked around, yeah, I got anxiety. When I hear people say that, I'm like, well, if you really do, there's, a rem- there's things you can do for that. Right. You don't have to have panic attacks. You don't have to be fucked up shivering and shaking in your room and crying. I've, I've literally sat in my room crying over the fact that I, I, went, I fell asleep with dishes in the sink. Like, this was the level that I was on. And I said, I can't function like that and be happy. Mm-hmm. I went and I dealt with it. It wasn't a thing that I had to, had to tell everybody. It was, e- it was easy for me to dip off on Tuesday nights, go to do my thing, right. you know what I mean? Be back in the house. But I had to work on it. So we can't, if you feel like this for yourself, if you find yourself describing yourself to other people using terms loosely that you really aren't sure about, oh, yeah, girl, I'm crazy. Girl, I do this. I flip on that. I trip off that. Wait a minute. That doesn't make good sense. How's that working out? Ask yourself, how's that working out for you? Right. If you're always the one lunch, if you're always the one tripping, if, if you ask your whole crew, who's the one that's fucked up in it? And they all point to you and y'all yeah. bust out laughing. Right. Like, no, nah, this, this, this is not how we do this. Right, right. Go and see somebody. Stop talking about that shit like it's light. Because I hear people, but you know, like in the profession that I'm in, I, you know, behavior and, and the things around behavior are, 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 I'm very keen on those things. So if I hear people, oh, I'm depressed. I'm not thinking you're sad today. I'm thinking about clinical depression. Mm-hmm. But most people think about depression like, oh, you'll be all right in an hour or two. Yeah, or you'll a be all right in a couple days. You'll be straight. What you got to be depressed for, baby? You about to go on vacation. No, it don't, it don't work like that. Right. Mm-hmm. This is a clinical thing. And, and, and if we stop talking about this shit like it's, so, like it's light and we start examining what it really means or you hear somebody say, Oh man, I'm depressed. Oh, are you seeing somebody about that? Well, I mean, the whole point of that is that we don't have enough people going to the doctor to see, to become clinically diagnosed. Right. Or and then you know if you if you see more and more people doing that, do you know better than to use those terms unless right. you really need it? So it's kind of like, you know, the chicken and the egg. Like, I need to see more of my community going to get diagnosed for things before I start to put more weight behind saying I'm depressed or 
I True. have anxiety. That's actually a good point to this fact I wanted to throw out. Because I think having more people speak out. Yeah, facts. Facts? Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. What show are you on? This <laughs> reels and feels or reels and truths? <laughs> reels and truths. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I feel as though more um, black people going out to seek help will actually help curve this uh, statistic. So, um, so basically around 18.2% of Americans have mental illness. Uh, African Americans are 20% more likely to be dealing with mental health issues than others. And then um, there was a psychology test done where a white male and a black male um, or patient, I just said male. That was such Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. It's a man's word. <laughs> But they left separate voicemails for 320 New York City therapists. Um, it was found that 30% of the white middle class clients were offered appointments for the th- from therapists compared with the 13% of black middle class men and 21% of middle class black women. And it's kind of, that those numbers kind of uh, stand out to me like kind of like with basketball. If you if you <laughs> Please, no, I want to see where this goes. Because look, if your team isn't known, if you're a Golden State and you're not known for driving in the paint, the ref's not going to be looking to give you a lot of fouls in the paint. Okay, I see where you're going. Yeah, I see. And so, like, if we're not willing to speak up and say and and reach out for help, they might not a lot. They might not be willing to help. Or they might decline us for whatever reason. Or it just might just be systemic racism from the rooter. <laughs> from right. the rooter to the tutor. Right. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. What, where are those stats from, C Major? It was, I gotta pull up the name. Oh, yeah. God. You know we're not that official. We just have pages <laughs> up. Wasn't he just reading the stats? You would think you want to give the source. He was just reading the stats. I mean, part of <sighs> reading stats is to say these stats are from. Such and such reputable. I don't even like how he's looking at his screen right now, man. <laughs> so, um, it was a study. <laughs> it was a study published in the Journal of Health and Social Behavior, um, by a Princeton sociology graduate student, Heather Kugelmass. See, thank you. Reputable source. That's all we ask. That's a reputable source that makes absolutely all the sense in the world. But again, it kind of goes back to the chicken and the egg theory. So we have a, a percentage of the population who has mental illness that will never go seek help. Mm-hmm. And because those numbers are low, uh, you, using language like, oh, girl, I'm crazy, or you know, I need to be a crazy dude, will often be used because the significance or the seriousness of the clinical, clinically diagnosed version of crazy, mm-hmm. clinically diagnosed version of anxiety, and, and having those issues, that we don't associate it with those words right now. So if you feel uneasy about situations, if you feel like you may need to sit on the couch, like where do you, because we've been taught so long that that's kind of a weak type of, it's, it's a sign of weakness, it's hard to get people to make that phone call right away. So where does that start? Where do you go? You... You have to be strong for yourself. 
you have to fight for your you have to fight for your own life really you have to fight for your own your own well-being as black people in america being black in america comes with trauma understand that all of us are carrying some type of ptsd just being black in america and because because of that in itself if you take the step to get preventive care i know i go get my well woman every year my mind is equally as important as my body fight for it if you have an insurance carrier and you're saying hey i need a referral to a mental health professional you you have to take those steps you're going to have to follow up you might have to make a few more calls you might have to do some extra some extra legwork but fight for your life fight for your well-being you're worth it nobody's going to care that you no, no nobody wants to see you hurting and be like yeah but she sure is strong cuz like right. that that's not what's coming right. out she didn't go out soft asking for help. Like nobody's gonna say <laughs> she that. She went out like a soldier. <laughs> right. Like a soldier like, no, that's not the story that we want to that we want told. It has to matter to you on some level. And even if you're saying to yourself, "I can't right now," keep talking. People hear you. If you have to say to a significant other, to, "Can you help me? Can you help me?" By making an appointment for us. Mm-hmm. If you're by yourself, if you've got a parent, even if you've grown, if you got a parent, be like, can somebody act on my behalf? Mental health service works like that because a lot of times if you if you are in distress, you can't make that call yourself. If you have a loved one, a friend, anyone, ask for help. If it doesn't work with the first person you asked, ask someone else. We got to peel off this lay. I, I'm not superwoman. I'm I'm not a strong black woman at all. I'm regular black woman. <laughs> regular woman happens to be black. <laughs> yes. I'm not strong. At, I'm not. I don't have to put on this air of strength for any. For who who the fuck can Who's looking? Who who's coming by the check? Jay, you still strong? No, nobody. <laughs> like I don't have to re up my strong card every year. Like I, this is not a thing. This hyper masculinity. No, fuck that. I'm a man up and just no. Break down and cry, please, <laughs> please. Right. Go talk to someone. See, baby. See, baby. Cry, see, major. Please. Cry. <laughs> When I give my millions of dollars, <laughs> oh God. I'm gonna have a doctor surgically okay. dry up. In the meantime, up. while you still have your emotions <laughs> and your tears, my, my tears, please, God, it's, please. It's, it's amazing that more parents aren't. Uh, I think it. I think it starts in at home, obviously. In if you're listening to this and you have you have an undiagnosed anxiety or or, or mental health uh, issue. And you start to see those displayed by your children. Don't let your children suffer the way you did. It's time for you to start them on a therapeutic program so that they are able to get the help that they need. Part of your toughness and being strong and working through whatever issue that you had 
actually didn't do much good for you in the long run because your kids are starting to mimic those same behaviors. So it's very important to stop the cycle. And one of the ways you can do that is to go seek help yourself. Or if you start to notice those same traits in your children, start them on a therapeutic program so that they can get the help that they need now so that they don't it doesn't manifest into something much worse. And it's not about you. It's not a reflection on you. Stop thinking, "Oh, if my child has these issues, what does that say about me?" It's not about that. Oh, but but for a lot of people it is. And that's the number one issue is the the narcissistic behavior of parents. Oh yeah. That is a representation of me in these streets. Right. They see you, they see me. So let them represent with wellness and take that step. Take that step. Get some self-care. Go to family therapy. Help your kid. Get your kids used to the idea that this is this is not make you strange. This is not make you right. make you weird. This is okay. This is something that we're doing out of love. This is something that we're doing to be better. You owe it to yourself. You owe you owe peace of mind to yourself. That's the one thing that I took away from my situation. I know the, I know the work that I have to do. I know the person that I've been able to become once I, I've addressed the issues that I had. And I deserve to be like this. I deserve to be comfortable. I deserve to be happy. I deserve to not be tripping about why the hell is that black pen among those blue pens? Like I have the right to not, not have those issues. Mm-hmm. I think part of it uh, also is um, Luther told us that we owed it to ourselves. So <laughs> you gotta listen to Luther. Big Luther told us that we owed it oh, to yeah, ourselves. You, know, you gotta listen to Big Luther. <sighs> Just when I think this show, matter of fact, if you got a podcast that's a little bit more, <laughs> that's a little bit more woke, that's a little bit more serious, hit hit me up at Devious Dose. I swear, I'm sorry. The, let's circle this back around <laughs> to kids. <laughs> to Kid Cudi. Uh, I, I guess what we take away from Kid Cudi's announcement, uh, his open letter on Facebook, is that it kind of it sheds a light on the issues that we have within the community with mental illness. And it also sheds light on it's something that needs to be addressed uh, immediately. You know, we have a ton of issues in the community in this country. Uh, One of the main things is mental illness. And one of the things that I often say in general conversation is it sure would be nice if this country paid closer attention to addressing mental illness issues on an everyday scale. Mm -hmm. You know, we have uh, police officers who are called out on various incidents where a person could have a severe mental illness Mm -hmm. and they aren't equipped a lot of the times to deal with those issues. And so you have incidents where, you know, someone is uh, overly pursued. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. the, that's the yeah. safest way. That was way. pretty political. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, not necessarily that they're beaten, beaten or anything, <laughs> like, but just like, <laughs> it's true. Their distress, their mental distress is treated as criminal behavior. Exactly. Yeah. So it's not even like the, the, a cop has a has a club out and they're beating them. It's just <laughs> the aggressive way in which cops... No, I'm just saying, like, the aggressive... 
way in which cops approach a situation can often be determined <laughs> can often be seen as over brutal in a situation where the yeah, person is cops fucking us up, B just <laughs> the way you the way you try to pick apart these words and make it so political. That's, that's all I was hearing. <laughs> what I'm saying is for for example, somebody has a has a is having an episode in a cop's natural MO would be to put them on the ground, throw handcuffs on them, throw them in the back of the. <laughs> you just say nothing about taser. I'm just saying, throw them in the back of the car. That could be traumatic for somebody going through that episode. Mm-hmm. Right. So it just needs to be a different approach. And sometimes I feel like, well, I know just from you know various videos I've seen that these cops are being trained appropriately to deal with these issues, and it's something that needs to be addressed. Are they still? I know when I was in elementary school. Miss Janelle is envisioning <laughs> cops beating up on mental, <laughs> mentally ill victims over there. She thinks I don't know what she's laughing. <laughs> That's exactly why she's over there losing her shit. Because <laughs> she can't keep it together. Because I'm, oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm over here trying to put it in a nice, peaceful way and not you know, not criminalize the cops, but just kind of say, if they had better training, they'd do a better job. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I think I'm done talking. <laughs> I think I'm done talking. <sighs> I don't know. I, I, I really tried to be. Why are you laughing, B? <laughs> yeah, what's up? Like, <laughs> you were really trying not to say the cops just people. <laughs> I was, and they had. <laughs> it, we we are now at the point where you laugh to keep from crying. Very but, true. <laughs> yes. But Very I true. really was trying not to paint cops in a negative light, but just say that we need better training. For any of our emergency response folks, because firefighters and EMTs get it too. Mm-hmm. Like, they're the first responders. They're the first on the scene. And if somebody has, if somebody's wielding a knife and they're clearly unstable, but you don't have the right tools in your pocket to address the situation, you can find yourself, you know, in a very serious uh, predicament. Yes. So, it would be. And people with mental health issues have been met with lethal force. Yes. Um, mm. In this country, and to be more trauma informed would be to be, everybody's yeah everybody's advantage. benefit. Yes. Yeah. So, C major, you got some music for us while we close this out. I'm gonna just say that we are we are tri- we we're trickling along here. <coughs> the podcast is doing very well. We appreciate all the people listening. We appreciate the feedback we've been getting. We've been getting some interaction. Yes. On the Facebook page. Uh, shout out to brother, brother C. He's given us a lot of feedback. We love it. Um, we've been getting a lot of private messages and doing our thing there. So if you don't feel comfortable publicly talking, we all you can always hit us up in the inbox on Facebook. We definitely communicate and, and, and engage in conversation there as well. Uh, some of y'all have our numbers. You communicate that way. We appreciate it. But as always, you can find me on Twitter at T Greasy. You can find 
Miss Janelle on Twitter at Devious Dose, and you can find C Major on Twitter at C Major P U H C E E. And what are we listening to? So we got right here the homie RML with the track entitled Drive Slow. Featuring Dizzy Gordo and Knight. Nice. Produced by Trilo. podcast section of iTunes. You can catch us. You can subscribe there. You can also subscribe on Google Play and also on our SoundCloud page, which you probably stumbled upon that, but either way, we want to give it to you. SoundCloud backslash T-Greasy. We see you again for the next episode. We're going to give it to him. Okay.